Hello friends, this is Brian Amick and welcome to the next episode of Project 39. This one's going to be a little bit different because we actually have two guests joining us today. Elizabeth Manning Riley is the owner of Crimson Oak Restaurant and Pub in North Vernon, Indiana. And also joining us is the restaurant's chef, Nash Frederick. They're both natives of Jennings County and together they're doing some pretty good things. As always, if you like this episode, please consider sharing it with a friend. Research shows that the number one way people find new podcasts is by recommendations from family and friends. So if you like what you hear, spread the word and help us grow the show. And don't forget, I'm always glad to hear your thoughts on this or any of the episodes. Links to Project 39's website and social media accounts are in the show notes. Let's get with it. Okay, Elizabeth Manning Riley and Nash Frederick, how are you guys doing today? Very well, sir. How are you? I'm wonderful. We're doing great. Thanks for having us. So, Elizabeth, uh, we're sitting here at your restaurant in North Vernon. Um, would you tell us a little bit about the place? Sure. Um, so, this is Crimson Oak Restaurant and Pub in uh, beautiful downtown North Vernon. My husband and I um, own this restaurant, and we opened uh, back in November of 2020. Okay. And besides this, you own another you yeah. have another restaurant? So, I've owned a Streamcliff Farm restaurant in Comiskey for 26 years. And that business uh, has a lot of different components. So the winery and the kind of overall farm is still owned by my parents, and they live there. And then I, I own the restaurant, and my brother and sister-in-law own the nursery and the greenhouse business. Okay, so family business then. Yep. And that's located in? In Comiskey. In Comiskey. Yes, uh-huh. Okay. And... Uh, Nash, how about yourself? Were you, were you a local guy? Uh, how'd you yes, I, uh, I am recently back within the past few years um, from Louisville. But yes, I was born and raised here in the North Vernon area. Um, I grew up in a little house just outside, just north of North Vernon. Okay, all right. And you're the chef here at Crimson Oak, correct? Yes, I am. Yeah. All right. So where did you, uh, how does one become a chef? Well, first and foremost, you have to have the passion for it because yeah. eh? it's it's not a career for everyone. But I, it's just something that I've always wanted to do. So I took the steps. You know, after high school, I kind of meandered around for a little bit, and then um, just decided to go with it and went to Sullivan University in uh, Louisville, Kentucky. Okay. And after that, you, you began yeah. your career in the culinary industry? Yeah. Once you get down there, you start meeting like-minded people, you know, people that have connections into different restaurants and things. And that's basically how I got my start. Okay. Yeah, just kind of working from the ground up and learning the craft. Okay. Now, anybody that's uh, been following uh, you guys on social media or anything know that uh, recently you were on Channel 3, Wave 3. So yeah. the big question is, is Don G as nice in person as she comes across on TV? I would say so. Yes, she yeah. absolutely is she, very, I, very nice. I'd be, I'd be surprised if she wasn't. Yeah. It just seemed, it really very calming genuine. presence, for yeah, sure. We were very nervous. Live TV, yeah. Yeah. Was, it was a I lot. Can't, uh, I can't yeah. imagine. Uh, and, that's got to be nerve-wracking. But, yeah, anytime we would stumble, she would just sort of pick yeah. you right up. And well, and the on. entire crew, uh, television crew, you know, the director, the producer, they were all super supportive and, like, after we were done, they were telling us, oh, you guys did a great job. Oh, really? Yeah. That's, that's so. good. Well, I'm sure they deal with it every day. And, yeah. and it, it's it'd probably easy for them to get just uh, kind of jaded where they don't don't think about why people would be nervous. But it sounds like they're they're conscious of it and they're trying to help you out. So, yeah, but yeah that, was, that was a good segment you guys did. And uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that in a little bit. Uh, I got some questions for you, Nash, about that pork chop. 
So Okay. <laughs> so, Elizabeth, um, you opened this restaurant, I think, in November of last year, right? Yes. Uh-huh. So what were you thinking trying to open a restaurant in the middle of a pandemic? Well, sometimes we kind of did think that maybe that wasn't the best idea. But, bet, yeah. you know, sometimes when you have a, a vision and I just had this this gut feeling that this had to be done and I wanted to do it. And, uh, you know, Nash was able to come on board and I just didn't want to do anything to take a chance on, on losing out on having Nash part of the crew. Okay. And, uh, the building was available. Everything just kind of fell in place. And I say over and over again that it was really a God thing. You know, it was, it would have been too hard for us to put this together on our own, but when we would come up upon a road, a roadblock, it would be just, there would be an answer. And so yeah. somehow we got through it and, and it was rough. I mean, there were times where when we were at 25% and, you know, it was nerve wracking too, because of course, back then we all didn't know what to expect. And that was before we had, you know, people were getting the vaccines. And so a lot of people uh, didn't come in at all, even if they could have just because of their fears. Um, so we did carry out and um, did the best we could to kind of get through that time. And, and so finally we, I feel like we've weathered the storm and, and we're headed out on the other end now. Yeah, that's good. Um, I did, uh, in prepping for this, I did a little bit of research. Uh, if you call, type in, into Google, opening a restaurant during a pandemic <laughs> research. But uh, saw, you know, read a couple articles, and um, they were talking to several people who started restaurants in the last year during this. And a lot of them, it was kind of interesting. They're saying uh, they, they think it really helped them because they never had to adapt. They were starting out, so they never had a normal right. so they yeah. they from day one they were responding every day to different changes and yeah. things so uh and I think they, the other- they said in a way that they thought they thought that made it easier uh to get through it and uh, they went straight into things like carry out tailoring dishes that were that were suitable for carry out mm-hmm. you know changing their menu uh that the menu they thought they were going to have yeah. changing it to foods that were more uh more convenient to carry out uh you know, getting the delivery service partnerships with DoorDash and things like that and everything. So, well, and, and then when things did kind of lighten up a little bit and people were getting their vaccines and they felt safe to come out and we were allowed to go to 100% capacity, I think there were so many people who had already heard about us and were just kind of waiting for the opportunity to mm-hmm. feel like it was the time to come. And so lots of people would come in and be like, oh, we've been following you on social media and we're so glad we finally get to come and um, so I think that kind of gave a little bit of an opportunity for people to, you know, get the anticipation of, of coming for the first time. So, yeah, we, I mean, and like I said, I feel like we weathered the storm and we're better because of it. And and the other side of it, too, is it gave us a chance to sort of uh, kind of iron out all of the of the wrinkles. You know, anytime you right. open up a new mm-hmm. business, there's always things that you don't anticipate, problems, how to, you know, how... Just the little things. There's so many components with owning a restaurant that it's easy to, to forget something. I yeah. tell you what, on our very first day when we opened up, so my family owns owns a winery, of course, and uh, we opened up the first two nights uh, for just friends and family with invites. And that first night, um, I didn't have any wine glasses. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, how on earth? I own a winery, or my family owns a winery, and I don't even have wine glasses. So, so you have to run out and get some real quick? Yeah, no, we, yeah. Were, we just kind of just, we just use the glasses that we had for that one night. Yeah, just use the bar glasses. <laughs> like, okay, sorry about that, guys. We'll, we'll get that fixed well, tomorrow. <laughs> that's, how you, that's, that's why you do a soft opening, right? Yeah, exactly, yeah. So what's, uh, 
what's a typical day? So right now it's, I don't know, like 2.30 in the afternoon. You're, you're open. Uh, you're open for lunch. You're going to be open for dinner tonight. I mean, what, what's a typical day look like for, for the restaurant business? Uh, Nash, are you like doing prep all day? Yes, for us, we're, uh, we're basically doing prep all day. Of course, everything on our menu is from scratch. So there's a lot of process that goes into every item on the menu. Um, but we, we have our crew in place as such where we can operate our, you know, beginning in the day, we start our lunch shift mm-hmm. and, uh, we have a very good lunch following, you know, they, they're coming in constant till right about now, uh, usually, uh, you know, they'll trickle in, uh, during the later part of the week, you know, when people start getting out early and things like that. But, uh, all the while, while we're serving tables, we're also prepping food and getting everything ready for the, our day to day. Okay. And uh, what about you, Elizabeth? You spread thin having two restaurants? Are you doing the same thing in two locations uh, yeah. every day? I'm, I'm kind of a little bit all over the place, like a crazy woman most of the time. <laughs> um, I try to, I, I actually, to be honest with you, there was not too long ago, I thought that I might be losing, losing my marbles. And I thought, <laughs> you know what? I need to make myself a schedule. That's what I think, because if I'm not at Crimson, then I feel like I should, I should be or, or vice versa, mm-hmm. you know? So I made myself a little schedule that, you know, on such, on this day, I, I, I do go to both places. And on this day, I just go to one or the other and, and so forth. So I've been, Thursdays have been my, just stay at Streamcliff all day and not come mm-hmm. to Crimson. Um, and kind of, I try to like Wednesdays, I try to just come to Crimson. So I'm trying to kind of limit how much I'm running back and forth. Um, fortunately though, we have a fantastic staff, um, and great, Absolutely. great managers. Um, okay. So I feel I feel at ease knowing that they're taking care of things. It's just uh, I always you know I like to be involved and I like to know what's mm-hmm. going on. And well, it's it's your business, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so so besides Nash here, uh, who are some of your your key people? And I, I know we've been coming here since really since the. the I think you, week did you come? Yeah. Were you here for the opening? I, I know. Shortly after, I yeah. don't think we made the opening. We were okay. we were there as soon as we could get in. Um, and I've seen some some of those same faces. We were here last weekend. Uh, my wife and I are here for dinner, and uh, we're seeing some of those same faces that we saw then. So, who are some of the the key people you have? Here? Well, um, our front of the house manager is Emily Pearson, and Emily is she is a great find. She's a young a, a young woman who has um, you know a lot of restaurant experience, but this is her first management job, and she has just jumped in with both feet, and she. She is so good with the customers, the customers love her, um, but she's really also good with the staff. Um, she, you know, I, I say all the time that she's the only person I know that can tell you that you didn't do a very good job cleaning the toilet, and next thing you know, the person's cleaning the toilet and waiting for Emily to come give the approval that they did a good job. I'm feeling good about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, because she just encourages people, um, and, just, and she's, she's a great asset. So our bar manager is, is Amy Alt, um, but we're getting ready to lose her. She's um, going to be moving to New Albany. So Ka- Katrina Ames is going to be taking over as our bar manager okay. soon. So I, we're just sort of this next week or so transitioning um, over. Uh, Kat has been here as a bartender for quite a while, so we know she'll do And she has a lot of managing experience. So uh, I'm sure that she's going to just step right in and, and be able to take over the bar in, in good fashion. Okay. Uh, one thing... I keep hearing a lot about uh, here lately and, and seeing on 
online a lot is places having to reduce hours, um, cut their hours of operation or, or limit menus or something. And it's because of the lack of help. Uh, have you, have you struggled with that or yeah, it's, what, a, it's a real problem? It, it is. It's definitely, it's absolutely a so real what, problem. What's driving that? Why? Well, I mean, I don't want to get too political uh, on, on this podcast, but in my own humble opinion, it's because of all the extra unemployment that people yeah. are getting. Yeah. So um, I saw a report somewhere that people are getting up, up near $17 an hour's worth of unemployment. And, you know, restaurant industry, the margins are very, very thin. Mm-hmm. And so it's hard um, It's hard to find, find people. And so the ones that we have are fantastic. And we absolutely adore them and, and try to do all that we can to, to keep them, you know, on staff and keep them happy and things. But And one of the things that we did to try to help keep morale high is we were having a manager meeting about a, about six weeks ago or so. And, uh, I kind of ended it like, okay, well, you know, is there anything that we, anything we need to talk about? And, you know, and Nash came and said, you know, honestly, Sunday brunch is really killing the kitchen. Um, because they're here till Saturday night till 10 o'clock or so. And then back in at six 30 in the morning. And then everybody's, you know, we had a lot, of, a lot of our staff was getting 20 hours of overtime a week. So they're working on regular 55 to 60 hours a week. And, and it was really hard on morale. And I hated to get to do away with brunch because I know the community really embraced mm-hmm. it. But that was one area that we kind of made a compromise and said, you know, we, it's important that, we, that we're good to our people. And so we're, now we're doing brunch only with the first, set, the first Sunday of the month. And okay. we've shortened the hours to ten uh, from ten a.m. to two, um, and just doing it the first Sunday of the month. Okay. Well, that, I mean, it's great that you you figured that out and responded to it. But even more so, it's great that you've got an employee like Nash who's willing to step up and tell you that. Versus, yeah. you know, a lot of yeah. times people just sit and suffer in silence, and then people start leaving, and you're right. Like, Why is that? Well, and, and Nash's so. that kitchen is his kitchen, and you know, he hires, he fires. That's that's his kitchen. Troy and I have taken a very hands off approach to that because um what we want because we're i want to empower our managers um i'm not somebody that micromanages i'm not you know i'm not over everybody's shoulder all the time for one thing i don't have time to do that and Mm -hmm. for the other that's not that's not who i am i mean i i hire these people knowing that they that they know what they're doing and um so yeah when nash came and had a suggestion and we're we're going to do whatever we can to try to you know to keep everybody happy yeah well that's good so now that you've well, you've got a lot of experience in the restaurant business, and you've just opened this place for a little less than a year, so what's what's the best part of being a restaurant owner? I actually enjoy it. I like when we're open and we're busy, and there's just sort of this buzz of electricity, and it's uh, I don't know, it's exciting. Uh, the people from North Vernon are so complimentary. I mean, everybody. I mean, we get people from you know from Seymour and Columbus and Madison and and areas here and there. Um, And so they're all very complimentary, but it's the North Vernon people who um, are just almost shocked that there is a restaurant like this in North Vernon, you know, because we, we call ourselves a a gastro pub, you know, chef inspired menu with specialty cocktails. And so our menu is, it's all Nash. I mean, that's, he, he absolutely has written everything about that menu and we, we joke about his verbiage. So some people will come in and they'll read the menu and they'll be like, what? <laughs> like, well, if you knew Nash, you would know that that's, that's his verbiage. 
<laughs> but yeah, I, I like that. And I, and I like, you know, like I was saying before about our employees, we have great staff members. I mean, mm-hmm. our team up here is they're fantastic and they're fun to be with. And so, yeah, that's my favorite part is just a busy, a busy night and just the, the yeah, buzz. That's good. So from the, from the chef side of that, what's, what's the best part about the job? Well, um, you know, I just, I love, I love food. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to know everything about it. Um, I, I love working with people. I, I love serving people. I love to put, you know, I, I love to see the reaction from tasting something that we've made back there. You know, it, it, that, that's a huge thing, but that's only really half of it. I'm also addicted to the adrenaline of it. Oh yeah. Um, I love like a, a crazy busy night, like on a Friday or Saturday night when things are just, you know, tickets keep on ringing back constantly, you know, there's flames and knives flying everywhere and grease splatters and people yelling at that, you know, I, I kind of live for that as well. It's, I guess I'm a, an adrenaline junkie in that respect, but I don't know. It, it's just something that I've always, since I've gotten into it, you know, it's just always something that I've been super passionate about. And I've always, you know, I've always been in love with it. And I really honestly couldn't see myself doing anything else. That's uh, great. So you don't sit around Friday dreading the, the rush that's coming Friday night? No, I mean, you know, more people means more revenue. And right. Yeah. You, we, Man, we, that's ultimately what you it's need, all about. That, that's the heartbeat, you yeah. know, and we, and, and you want that audience, you want those people to come in and you want them to come in in droves and, you know, see what's going on because you want that word to spread. And it's because we, we work really, really hard at this and we put a lot of, as I say again, passion into it. And, uh, you know, it's great to, to see that response, you know, yeah. our social media, you know, Liz is absolutely fantastic at our social media and, and just pushing our name out there and just seeing, you know, just those posts alone, you know, those reactionary posts of, of what we've done, you know, and what, what we're serving and, you know, the service that we're providing and, and, you know, it's great all the way around, you know, I I do sometimes hate that, that the kitchen doesn't get to hear all the compliments, you know, it's the, it's, like people come up and compliment me and, or they'll say something to Troy. Um, and of course all the servers and the bartenders and things. And so, you know, I try to, to relay that back to the kitchen, but it's just not the same as having a customer, you know, just go on and on about how wonderful their meal was. And, uh, so a lot of times what I'll do when we have, um, we'll have good reviews or recommendations hmm. and I'll print them out. And okay. so right now, right now on the, one of the refrigerators, there's a bunch of papers that just, oh, rec- cool. you know, people where they've been happy. That's cool. Well, people like yeah. to know that, uh, that it's recognized. The yeah. I mean, doing. I want yeah. the kitchen staff to know that they're, they're doing, you know, a That's great a good job. Point, Cause yeah, nobody ever sees them. Right. right so, yeah. But, but without them, it doesn't work. Yeah. No, no. So, so both of you in, in that response, you can tell that, you know, this is something that you're, you're you know, passionate about. Uh, but, so suppose this hadn't worked out. What what would you be doing if you weren't doing this? What if you weren't a restaurant owner, Elizabeth? Well, <laughs> like well, Nash was just kind of commented about the my marketing on social media. That I really enjoy doing that. So my well, let me back up for a second. My um, my degree I went I graduated from Hanover College. My degree is in art education. So straight out of college, um, 
I taught uh, middle school and high school art at Jackson Dell over in Osgood. And I did that for three years. And then at Streamcliff, uh, my mom was wanting to kind of open a little, a little tea, tea house, kind of just something small. Mm -hmm. So it was supposed to be a little side job that I would do in the summer and then I would continue to teach. But, um, within, I, I mean, I'm telling you what that first summer or so it, we could tell that it was really going to take off. And back then we were only open on Fridays, Saturdays and Sundays. And so, uh, I continued to teach for three years and, and then do the, the, the restaurant, the tea room, we called it the tea room back then. And, uh, and I just decided, you know what, I think I'm just going to do this full time. And so I had no restaurant experience whatsoever. And luckily we started small enough and it was seasonal and it was just lunch. And so it's a good way for me to, uh, to learn how to do things. And I mean, back then I'd go to Sam's club and buy bags of raw chicken and come and boil that chicken and then chop it all up and make chicken salad. And I, I mean, the, the stuff that I used to do, but that was back when, you know, I was in my early twenties and I had a lot of energy and mm -hmm. not too smart. And, <laughs> you know, and since then I've, I've learned better but 26 years later. Yeah. I've got a little bit better handle on things, but I guess if I wasn't in the restaurant business, I would, I'd still be teaching art um, or doing something in the marketing realm. Yeah. Um, I, I really, I love marketing. I, I love the whole idea of um, kind of, I don't know, enticing people with, uh, yeah. with photographs. Manipulating and people. Yeah, yeah. Manipulating people and spend their money on <laughs> yeah, things exactly. they, didn't, they yeah. didn't know they wanted. Yeah. 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 What about you, Nash? Goodness, you know, I, I really don't know. I've always been interested in media um, mm -hmm. things of that nature. I've, uh, I've always been interested in like DJ work. My dad actually has done radio work in the past and I was always super interested in him doing that. But honestly, I, I think about it from time to time and it's, I, I you know, I just don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I really don't. I, I just, I feel like I'd be doing something with food if I wasn't doing this anyway. You know? Okay. That's fair. Um, well, talking about food, so this pork chop, yeah, that uh, you guys did on your little spot on uh, Channel Three. So, and and actually, when we were here last weekend, my wife and I, she she had that, and it and I had to sample it, and it was fantastic. So awesome. Uh, so you mentioned that you brine that. So yeah, what? First of all, what 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 does brining mean, and how do you do it? Why do you do it? Well. Uh, what, what we're doing with a brine is basically we're making at, at its essence, it's a salt water solution. Okay. Um, and that's the basis of a brine. And what that's doing is it's imparting moisture and flavor in, into whatever meat. And I mean, you can, a brine is utilized for chicken, turkey, you know, uh, steaks, pork chops in our oh, really? case. I've never heard of brining a steak. Uh, I've heard I actually... Fat, you know, do what? I've heard, you know, chicken and, and, and pork, of course, but never heard of brining steaks. Yeah. Um, you, you, you can basically brine anything. Brine, you can brine anything. Yeah, right? basically. Just like frying it. You can fry anything. Yeah. Um, but with our brine, uh, we start with uh, cherry soda. That's where we're starting our uh, soda pop chop name. Right. Is, uh, I, I start with a night, uh, my favorite black cherry soda. And... Uh, from there, we add, you know, a 
a slew of different spices. Mm-hmm. Um, we do allspice, like whole allspice, black pepper, cinnamon, anise, cloves. Um, it also in the brine as well. Where we're getting a lot of our salt from is the light soy sauce that I use, um, and uh, molasses is also giving it a deep, uh, a deep rich color. Um, and but when we're done, I mean that I let that pork those pork chops sit in the brine for a week, and uh-huh. then when I pull them out, they're mahogany in color. I mean they're they're really deep brown and actually when we were on wave three don g was like why are those pork chops so brown you know she she you burn them yeah we've already burnt them before we cooked them but uh but no um so when you look at those chops you can just see that they're so flavorful already and that meat is completely permeated um by the time we finish that chop it's completely permeated on all that those flavors and it has you know, my favorite, my favorite types of flavors, you know, I grew up, you know, essentially on a farm, you know, with my grandparents, um, you know, they always had a garden and, you know, we, and they had, you know, livestock, things like that. And we always grew up homespun, you know, eating mm-hmm. all these different, you know, homemade sausages, you know, all kinds of, you know, prepared vegetables from their summer kitchen and just, that that's how you know we ate and i also have like love like bright asian flavors and mm. and i even love a lot of latin flavors as well and you see that a lot in the menu and uh <coughs> excuse me um but with that pork chop it kind of encases all that you get a little bit of the southern you get a little mm-hmm. bit of a, an asian flair to it and you also there is some kind of Latin influences in it as well. Okay. Um, so you, you got, when you taste it, it, it does have a lot of different contrasts, a lot of different flavors going on. And I would say it's probably my favorite. It was good. On the menu. It was good. So, so something that's dumb to me, how do you cook something like that and cook it through without drying it out? Because that's a big pork chop. Well, the brine helps us from drying it out. It, it's kind of bring. I, I won't give you a science lesson today, but uh, <laughs> it, it's that brine's allowing that moisture to kind of lock within the the intramuscular structure there. And um, what we're doing is is we're we're quick searing it on our char grill. And what after that is when we hit it with a cherry wahio glaze, which I'm taking the same cherry soda and I'm reducing that down with wahio peppers and other spices until I get a, a syrup syrupy consistency. And I'm just glazing that after I've seared it on each side and then we're sticking it in the oven until done. And that's, you know, giving you an even cooking yeah. uh, surface. And then it's also, caramelizing that glaze on top of the chop so it comes one with the meat itself yeah and whatever you're doing it's working well thank you is that uh been a big seller yeah it's huge we we go through a lot i you know the counts i i couldn't tell you but i know we we go through a ton okay so that's fairly new on the menu uh, yeah. Is there anything else, any other changes coming up or anything you can talk about? 
nothing that I want to reveal yet, but yes, there are changes coming up. We're going to be, you know, we're going to be doing, a, you know, constant changes with the season. We plan to keep, you know, our mainstays. We do have some mainstay items that mm-hmm. just sell. You, you got to keep, pe- sh- keep the shrimp and grits on there. Right. Yeah, that's one that will stay. Um, but we, we have a lot of fan favorites that you just don't want to take away. But such as the pork chop that we're doing now, you know, that, that's a very seasonal item. And there are other seasonal items, uh, especially, you know, on our salads mm-hmm. and things like that, that we're going to be in the constant of changing. And then, you know, soups are going to kind of go with the season right. as well. Um, but you know, we're not going to take away those things that just people are, you know, come in on a, on a Tuesday for uh, lunch. I know. Every know, time like I come I, in, I, I look at the menu. I was like, ah, what am I going to, and it's always shrimp and grits. I just, yeah. <laughs> I just can't get away from that. Yeah. You know, and so. that's a huge favorite. Yeah. We, we sell a ton. Um, right now we're doing a, uh, like a, a vegetarian inspired pasta, um, which is a spring garden primavera. And that also will change as well. We're going to be, you know, it'll probably fluctuate into some other type of pasta or, or something of that nature. But we, Liz is very adamant about there being a lot of vegetarian options or enough for, you know, mm-hmm. people to come in and feel like they have everybody, a choice Everybody as well. can find something they like. And it know. is important. I, I am not a vegetarian no, at no, all. I am no. a meat lover through and through, right. but I understand the importance of it. Yeah. And yeah. And that's, and so we have to have the vegetarian items for, I'm not a vegetarian, but I don't eat a whole lot of meat yeah. and I have a daughter that's vegan. And so, yeah. So sometimes he rolls his eyes at me. When I, <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, we need that stuff. To, you're talking about how great the pork chop is and I have had it and it is great, but that's a lot of, for somebody that's not a meat eater. It's, it's huge. That, yeah, that's it's huge. But what you didn't talk about is the corn salad. Oh yeah. yeah. So the, so he serves it with this corn salad that I could just like eat a bucket full okay. of today. So real quick, can he, can Nash sure, tell you about yeah. how he makes yeah. the salad? Let's hear that. So we just start with a, a good local sweet corn, and um, we'll we it comes you know it comes whole. So we shuck it out, and then we'll uh, soak it in some salt water for a while, and then pull it out, and then we'll fire grill it, and then we have various ingredients that go into it: poblanos, which we fire roast, uh, tricolor bell peppers, which we'll fire roast jalapenos um again which will fire roast um but um and then i what i do to bring it all together after we've taken the corn off the cob and brought all the vegetables together um we'll bring it all in with a uh, a sriracha lemon vinaigrette oh wow yeah so you get a little bit and it's got you know sweetness to it as well so we're you got a little sweet, a little spicy, um, a little sour here and there, but it, it's a, a very well-rounded dish, I would say, or salad right. side. We also serve Sounds it as good. a side. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't sample any of that. Le- Liz, let me have any Liz of that. eats her weight in it every <laughs> week. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, I love corn on the cob, but then it gets in your teeth and yeah, it's messy right. and see this, they already have it cut off the yeah. cob for you and you yeah. can just dip it up yeah. and yeah. go to town. Well, one of my favorite things to snack on always is elotes or street corn. 
and okay. I I absolutely adore it. And that that's basically what we're doing is an elotes, you know, okay. without the cob. Oh, it sounds good. So, um, so Elizabeth, so you got this restaurant, you've got the one at Streamcliff. So looking down the road, five years, uh, are we going to have a, a third one we'll be talking about? Or? Oh my gosh, it's so timely that you would say that. Probably not, mm-hmm. but the problem that I have is that my wheels never stop turning. Mm-hmm. I am constantly thinking of, oh, this would be a great idea. And oh, well, I could do this. And oh, North Vernon needs such and such. <laughs> and oh, there's this place in Madison that's available. Oh, well, maybe we should, you know. And um, the problem is I, I really just need like, probably to win the lottery or something so that I would have enough money to do all the ideas that I have. Um, so I don't know. Um, I'm 51. My husband's 53 and, uh, he's a truck driver and he would like to not be out on the road. So probably what we're going to eventually do is just settle into this and I I'll have to, you know, tamper down my, my ideas for, for other things. And, um, but no, I mean, it's just, that's just who I am. I think it's my art background, that whole five, cre- the but, creative yeah, side of me. Right. But five years ago, did you think you would be running no. a second restaurant? So, no, yeah, no, so not knows? at all. Well, no, but part of the problem with Streamcliff is that because it's seasonal, mm-hmm. um, so we'll, we'll put a, a great staff together and they'll work from April until October and then they're out of work. Yeah. And so then we're here. We are again trying to put another. You know, every every winter we're scrambling to find uh, to find another team, and um, and it's only open for lunch. And we would try to do some dinner things here and there, but the kitchen's not set up to. It, it, you know, it's nothing like the kitchen up here. You know, it's it's yeah. much it's a much smaller scale. And uh, what ended up happening is we were out in Colorado uh, for my fiftieth birthday, and. So Troy and I, you know, we, we always love to go to restaurants and nitpick them to pieces. Like, well, mm-hmm. if this were mine, I would do this and I would do that. And like, oh, isn't this great? Or this, you know. And we were in Buena Vista, Colorado. And we went to this restaurant called, um, I think it was called Heart, uh, Rock Kitchen or something. Not Hard Rock, but it was like Rock <laughs> Kitchen. Um, and it was just fabulous. I just loved everything about it. I loved their menu. I loved their decor. Um it just had such a hip feel to it. And uh, we went there, you know, twice during vacation. Usually yeah, I go up to right, go to, like, up, no, I yeah. want to go back. That place is, that place is so good. So that kind of got the wheels really turning. And uh, what could we do? That would be a dinner, you know, lunch and dinner. And, um, and then, like I kind of said earlier, I found out that, you know, this building was available and I, uh, I found out that Nash was available and I jumped on that. And so I sort of just, I didn't really have a really good plan. I just yeah. sort of said, here we go. This is going to be a good idea and I'll figure it out as I go. And so my husband, I just sort of drag him along and he's yeah, the maintenance well, man. I was, I was, I was going to say, um, I don't know if you remember, but we ran into you uh, somewhere downtown Madison uh, last year and you were telling me that you were thinking about this and Troy wasn't bought in yet. No, no, so, no. I'm yeah. Sure, I'm, Take some uh, arm twisting. Looks like you well, finally won out, but uh, yeah. Well, once he uh, knew he could have a bar, oh, there that, you go. he kind of jumped yeah. on board. Oh, we can have a three-way liquor license. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that sold him on it. Huh? So yeah. So he uh, he does. He really likes the bar, and he'll come in, um, especially on a Friday and Saturday night, and get behind the bar and, and do dishes and just help mm. out. 
um, he uh, he makes a really good old fashioned. But oh. if if somebody if if some lady kind of a martini gets ordered, he you know a bikini martini yeah. or lemon drop or something, yeah. he's he's like no no I don't want to do that. Yeah, I, I can pour beer and make old fashions. Yeah, that's good. So do you ever have to tell him, see, I told you so? Yeah. Uh, no. I no. mean, he uh, he's pretty good sport with yeah. stuff. You know, he it didn't take too much arm twisting yeah. to, to get him into it. That's good. Um, so you, you talked about, uh, your social media and stuff. So where can people find you? I'm assuming you've got, uh, well, I know you got a website. Yeah, we have a website and then Facebook and Instagram okay. are the big ones that we, that's, those are really the only two that we're using right now. Okay. All right. And I'll look up and, and we'll get links for all that and we'll put it okay. on the show notes so everybody can get a hold of you. So, uh, well, kind of along the same lines, getting a hold of you. Do people need reservations to come here? Well, we do strongly suggest reservations on Friday and Saturday nights. Okay. Um, typically, a typical night is we can handle, you know, maybe ten tables worth of walk-ins throughout the night. Okay. You know, maybe something where you'll have to come sit at the bar rail and wait for a table. Um, the room that we're in right now is the conference room, and so we use this for people can can rent this out for private parties. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also use it as overflow. So if you don't have reservations, you know, you can, we can usually put you in the conference room. Yeah. Um, Tuesday nights have become a night that we get a lot of reservations because it's, uh, we do tacos and trivia. And so trivia starts at six 30 and trivia is held in the, in the bar. And usually every single Tuesday night, all the bar tables have been reserved Okay. because triv- people love trivia and it is, it's a lot of fun. This past Tuesday, it was eighties, um, eighties music. And so it was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, so we recommend having reservations. Uh, and so do you use like uh, what open door or one of those services? We or use, you just uh, call if you go you to up? our, we- if you go to our website, uh, the one that we use is called seat on. Okay. And it's on our website, and then or just calling. Calling is really the be- the best way. Okay. And what's the number here? You don't know, do you? <laughs> no, I do. <laughs> it's three five two. Well, it's eight one two three five two sixty nine sixty nine. Nash saved you again. <laughs> we'll also put. <laughs> we'll also put that in the show notes too. So. Okay. <laughs> right. That's what Don G said. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You didn't. You messed it up on there too, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right, so uh, pretty much wrapping up. I got one more question for Nash. Okay. Can you teach me how to do that high-speed chop that all the chefs do without losing a finger? Well, I can show you, but it's just a matter of constant practice and muscle memory. (laughs) I I don't know. I I cut myself today just trying to uh, cut open it. What I I tell all of our our guys back in the kitchen, what what I tell them I, you know, I always use what I call the, the tiger pole Mm -hmm. and, uh, the tiger pole is where every finger, you know, is tucked back underneath of itself. And when you're using that knife, you have no risk of cutting a fingertip off. And, uh, it's, it's gotten good results. Knock on wood. We haven't had any serious injuries as of yet, but, uh, but no, I, safety is, it is a big name of the game. Yeah. And, um, is that all, something they actually teach at culinary school? What you know, is the, the, the high speed chop? No, that that's all flash. Yeah. I mean, really? Cool. I mean, yes. When you're getting into time crunches and things like that, like 
oh no, it's a half hour until dinner and I need to do this. I need a julienne, five pounds of onions. Well, sure, we can do that <laughs> real quick. But honestly, that, that flashiness, that's just tearing your knife up. You yeah. know, you, you spend a lot of time to keep your knives nice and sharp yeah. because a sharp knife is a safe knife. And uh, that's all just flashy hey look at me what i can do you know you you look on tiktok or youtube or you know wherever and you see these guys like with their you know just chop 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 with their eyes closed you know and i can do that but there's really no practical there's no reason to other than showing off yeah it does look good it does look good yeah it does look cool it does look cool all right uh so elizabeth uh before we wrap up um was there anything you were hoping we would talk about or get into? Anything you want to reiterate, touch on? It's your chance to cover anything you want here. Well, I think I, I kind of I mentioned Taco Tuesday and and trivia night being a, a big night on Tuesday, and then on Wednesday we have live music. So every Wednesday night, six thirty to eight thirty, and um, that's something that I would I'd like to see the community maybe embrace a little bit more. Um, I feel like uh, Madison has done a great job with mm-hmm. their M3, the Madison music movement, mm-hmm. um, that I would like to see North Vernon uh, kind of pick up a little bit of that and, and, and embrace live music a little more. So we're sticking it out. You know, we're every every Wednesday night, 6.30 to 8.30, and we have some great musicians. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, I think people should come up and, and, you know, have a beer and get some dinner and listen right. to music on Wednesdays. So Tuesday night is tacos and trivia, mm-hmm. and that's every Tuesday night? That's every Tuesday night, yes. And then every Wednesday night is live music? It's live music. For 6.30 to 8.30? 6.30 to 8.30. Okay. And then on Thursdays, uh, it's Smoking Bones Thursday. Okay. So on every th- every Thursday, like when I came in just now, the smoker outside was going, and Nash has ribs on. Okay. Yeah. So um, every Thursday night, we have uh, pork ribs. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I'll, let, I'll let Nash describe that real fast. Oh, uh, we do a we do a St. Louis style spare rib, and we we'll smoke it for six hours. And um, I hit it with our uh, our special blend dry rub, which is espresso based actually. And then where we go from there is once we pull it off the smoker, we'll glaze it with a, uh, a cherry soda barbecue sauce, and. Uh, Serve it with our cowboy beans and uh, our our mac and cheese. Well, maybe and I'll just, just stick, uh, maybe I'll just stick around for dinner tonight. Yeah, Might yeah. as well. <laughs> There'll be fresh off the smoker here in a little and, bit. And that's every Thursday night. Yeah, every Thursday. Every okay. Thursday night, and then Friday and Saturday nights. You know, we're just just make reservations. You know, yeah. don't be disappointed. Don't don't come and not you know be able to get a table. Yeah. If you make reservations, well, that that works out really the best. And then. Uh, we do the Sunday brunch the first Sunday of the month at okay. 10 a.m. to 2 o'clock. Okay. And we're closed on Mondays. Closed Mondays. Yeah. Closed Mondays, nothing special Tuesday, Wednesday. Well, well taco, I'm sorry. Tacos. Oh, no, that's right. I'm sorry. Yeah, tacos Tuesdays. So taco yeah, that's, Tuesday, I mean, music yeah. Wednesday. Smoking Smokin Bones, Smokin bones Thursday. Thursday. Okay. Wow. So we try, to do so, yeah, we try to have something going on all Pretty the time. Much, yeah. And, and just like and Nash sort of uh, was talking about our seasonal menu – um, here we are at the middle of August and, you know, we're getting ready here in the next month or two. We'll, we'll try to have the, the new fall winter menu out. Okay. So we want to keep things fresh all the time. And, um, oh, another fun thing we're getting ready to do is, um, we have, uh, I have, uh, Brad's Sp- Sp- Balding. Yeah. Brad. 
why is it that you can remember everyone's name and I can't? <laughs> okay. So another fun thing that's getting ready to happen <laughs> is uh, we're going to have Brad Spalding is doing some t-shirts for us. So okay. we're going to have a little merchandise area with t-shirts and koozies. Um, and then down the road, I want to get some coffee mugs and, yeah. and or we have, he's making hats for us too. Um, so I think that'll be kind of fun to, to do okay. that also. So that's another thing coming down the pike. So, you know, we're constantly thinking of what can we do to, to make something new and fresh and exciting and, and, you know, give people a reason to come in. Yeah, and, that's good. Yeah. I mean, a lot of places just find what works and stick with it and never change and eventually it quits working. So, right. Yeah. You know, it's, well, it's, and like right now our outdoor seating is a lot of fun. We have seven mm-hmm. tables outside. Um, it's very pet friendly. So we have a you know bowl of water out there for the dog, okay. bring your dog and come sit outside. And, uh, and I mean, in North Vernon, it's, this is a really pretty area It is a nice place. and yeah. the railroad coming through all the trains coming through. is kind of cool to, to see that. And, um, yeah, I mean, we're, we think this is, this is a great place and it just, we're, we're all about putting North Vernon on the map and mm-hmm. just, that's cool. You know, letting people know about us and that uh, you can get a really cool dinner here yeah. in North Vernon. All right. Well, I think you guys are doing a great job. So Thank you very keep much. It, keep it up, and, and we'll do everything we can to help get the word out. So yeah. that's pretty much everything I've got for you guys. Uh, I appreciate you. I know you're busy and getting ready to get slammed here in a couple hours, so I appreciate you taking the time to sit down with me. So. Well, Thank thanks you. for having us. Yeah, thanks. Uh, enjoyed it. it. Y'all take care. <laughs>